0: Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. I'm so glad that you decided to join us for another day of our podcast where we're walking through the season of Advent together. Uh, My name is Kelsey McAlexander, and I'm so grateful to serve on staff here at New Vision as the College Ministry Associate. And today, as we continue our Advent study through Waiting Here for You, the passage that we're looking at is in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14, which describes the birth of Jesus. And so I'm going to go ahead and read that out of the CSV version. This is what it says In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. So again, this is the birth narrative of Jesus in the book of Luke. And really this is what Christmas is all about. And I think a lot of times when we read scripture, um, Maybe the first thing we want to do is immediately move to the question, how does this apply to me? And I think that's really important. I think that's an important practice, but I think more than anything, first, we just need to sit with this passage for what it is. This is about the birth of Jesus. Fully God, fully man, he came to earth, and that is why we celebrate Christmas, Um, And that's what the season of Advent is all about. It's just that He came as a baby in the most humble way so that we could be saved and we could have the option to spend eternity with the Father. And that's the hope that we are resting in in this season of Advent. And I hope that you take some time today or maybe this week just to sit in that truth before you do anything else. Um, It says in verse 10, like, this is good news of great joy for all the people That means me and you and everyone. This good news is for all of us. We just have to stop and allow it to wash over us. And I think, again, that's a really important thing to do as we read through this passage, especially. But from there, I do want to move into thinking about some other ideas from this passage that we might not always consider when we read it. So I want to start with a super small idea in the first three verses that kind of sets the stage for what is happening here in this passage. So it says that Caesar Augustus decreed that the whole empire should be registered. And then in verse 3, it says, so everyone went to be registered. Um, So these first three verses show the power of this emperor of Rome during this time. He said he wanted everyone to be registered. So everyone that was under his rule followed suit and did exactly what he said. And so they went, all people, including Joseph and his fiancee Mary, and this exp- this speaks to exactly what I want to narrow in on with our time today. Caesar decreed that all the people should go. And to everyone under his rule at that time, and really even to us, it would seem that he had complete power and authority over the situation. But really, God was using Caesar to accomplish his will. Um, It says in Micah 5 verse 2 that a great ruler, who we know now to be Jesus, would be born in Bethlehem. It was prophesied around 600 years before the birth of Jesus that he would be born in this little town of Bethlehem, and that prophecy was fulfilled because of the decree of Caesar that forced Joseph and Mary to travel from their hometown, or I'm sorry, from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Um, and so we, what I want to think about here is like, this is not just mere coincidence. This is the hand of God using Caesar to accomplish his plans. And Jesus speaks to this very idea right before his crucifixion. There's a conversation between, between him and Pilate, who was a major Roman leader at that time. And Jesus said to Pilate in John 19, verse 11, you would have no authority over me at all if it hadn't been given you from above. And so Jesus is showing Pilate and all of us when he says this, that no matter how much control Pilate thought he had over the situation, God is the one who was directing everything all along. All throughout Jesus' life and all throughout our lives, God is in full control of the situation. And so like I said before, I serve with the college ministry here at New Vision. And something that I talk to students about a lot is this thought of, can I mess up God's will for my life? Maybe they're wondering, like can I choose the wrong major? Or can I marry the wrong person and get outside of the will of God for me? And whether you're a college student or not, I think that this is something that all of us wrestle with at some point. We wonder if maybe we're going to make a wrong career choice or maybe a change in our career that's wrong Or maybe you're worried right now if you're going to send your kids to the right school. Or maybe you're more worried about politics and the things going on in our world. The list goes on and on and on of all the areas in our lives that we worry we don't have enough control of. And I think when we worry about these things, our heart behind it is good. We want to honor God with our lives. I think that's a great thing. But we forget how little we are in control, and more importantly, we forget that God is the great Redeemer. God's Word tells us in Romans 8, verse 28, that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. And I think this verse is encouraging because if you are seeking the face of the Lord and have a desire to live out His will for your life, then there doesn't have to be a fear of messing up. He is controlling and directing all things just like he did in this birth of Jesus that we just read about. And if he can work through a secular Roman ruler like Caesar, he can certainly work through you and me if we ask him to do so. In our lives, in our families, in our nation, he's directing all things. Even when we can't see him or we can't understand what he is doing, he's in full control. And I think that's something that we can really take from this passage. And if you've been reading along in the Waiting Here For You study by Louis Giglio alongside this podcast, um, he reminds us of this idea when he says, no person or power can trump god's plans for your life and i think that's just a great reminder whenever we are trying to figure out what direction is best in whatever situation that we're in but i just want to take it one step further really quickly as we look at verses 8 through 14. so the angel appears to the shepherds and shares the good news of the birth of jesus with them And I feel like this is just a regular biblical theme of God choosing to appear to the unlikeliest of people. But I think this theme is a reminder for us that God goes out of his way to pursue us. Just like he did with the shepherds that night when the angel appeared to them who were just minding their business and going about their normal lives. But God chose to go out of his way so that they could have the opportunity to understand the gift of what he was doing through his son. Again, I want to go back to verses 10 and 11, and they say, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. A Savior was born for you. He came to free us from the weight of sin and death and to give us abundant life. And this is the good news of great joy for all the people. For the shepherds that night, for you and for me, for anyone who's willing to say yes to Jesus, we have access to this gift. And so the gift of Christmas is so sweet. And I hope that this passage will move us to be more aware of that. I think... It's really easy, and we're so prone to become numb to the truth of the gospel, but this passage is just a humbling reminder of the gift that we've been given through Jesus. But again, I'm so glad that you decided to dive into this scripture on the podcast with me today, and I hope that this will be a gentle reminder of just how much we are in need of Jesus today and every day. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and that you'll join us again tomorrow as we finish up this season of Advent together.